That's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. FA Cup semi-finalists Arsenal, Manchester United, and Chelsea experienced slip-ups in their second-to-last league games of the season, setting up an exhilarating final day for prospective Champions League, Europa League, and Premier League qualification teams alike. Chelsea will host Wolves, while Leicester hosts Manchester United as three teams vie for two Champions League places, while Wolves still feel Tottenham and Arsenal's breath on the back of their necks for Europa League qualification. Aston Villa will travel to West Ham to see if they can hold on to their newly acquired safety of 17th place, while Watford travel to Arsenal and Bournemouth to Everton, as all three will risk their Premier League survival on the other's results. I'm Alex, here with Javier. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. Andrew was off tonight. Javier, uh, both of our teams suffered uh, kind of embarrassing losses. Listen, this I week. said Arsenal weren't back. Okay, Alex, this was, I, I never, I never said you did. I was the one. We were who, never fucking back. We're I was the one who titled place. that podcast, and I was the one who was putting it out there on social media. I was kind of joking, but you know. You got to forgive me, man. You guys beat Manchester City and Liverpool in the same week, and then we were talking about them dropping points to Villa, and it ended up happening. Like, come on, it was it was a point of contention for the week to take a look. The at. Liverpool game was fucking luck. I'm gonna say the City game we outplayed them, but we probably should have lost like four two during the Liverpool game. So for us oh, to win oh, two what, to like one, did? oh yes, like you did five three, but you know what? I'm 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 gonna be happy with it. I'm gonna say that all we need to do is beat Watford at the end of the season. No, no, we gotta stop beat that. Stop that. Cup. Stop that. Javier, we don't care about. God damn that. it, Alex. Let's let's just start with the Aston Villa one Arsenal nil like, result. Let's yes. just start with that. Oh, because, Jesus Christ! Why do you want to start well, with that? No, Javier, we're viewing. We viewed this even going into this game as an absolute win. We want Villa to stay up. Fuck Bournemouth. They can go down. Fuck Watford. They're now in the relegation zone going into the final week. Right. I Look, want Watford Villa, and with that win to go against down. Arsenal, Villa have put themselves in the 17th place. They scored in the 27th minute off a deflection from a corner this kick was that their Trezeguet first finished. fucking win in 14 games against us. I'm, I'm very sad about that. But you know what? I want them to stay up because. We wanted them to stay up. This was, uh, this was uh, an intentional thing. Right, it means nothing it to you. Your your Europa League qualification is entirely dependent off on Chelsea. Winning yes, I'm beating fucking Chelsea in the final, which we've done many times before. But but this game right here, it, listen, if, even if we'd won both games, we'd be level on points with Wolves right now. Which, if they even got one point, we would not finish in sixth place. Tottenham are most likely beating Crystal Palace, who have lost five straight games. They're probably beating them on the last day. So I'm not very hopeful. I was never hopeful of our league position. We're, in these we're last not two talking games. about the Watford game. We're talking about the Villa game and why you guys lost it. That's why I'm talking. Alex, God damn it! I'm talking about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that's why we lost to Villa. We were very tired. 
You could see that. Oh, you're tired. That was the only reason? We were tired, Alex. Yes. Okay. All right. We were tired. Um, also, we only had, what was it? Did you say Javier, it was seven you're, shots you're on avoiding, target? You're avoiding the very uh, obvious question of what we addressed going into this game, where you, you guys are married. Arteta has married you to this three at the back, or five at the back, if you wish. He's married you to this formation. And when you go to play teams that are worse than you and that are going to sit deep and play defensively against you, it's just not realistic to sacrifice the extra man you need in attack to break down a team like that, to to just keep that man back and, and play in a three at the back if your two wingbacks aren't going to be absolutely astonishing like going forward and assisting in the attacking moves. And you guys didn't get that. I mean, it's what you get when you get a mid-table team playing against a team that's struggling for their lives, you know? You guys have nothing to play for, you know? You're just playing for the FA Cup. Arteta said today that um, we're not... Even if we win the FA Cup this season, this isn't going to be a good season for Arsenal. Arsenal needs to be contending for every trophy. We need to be in the top four. We need to be making Champions League. This isn't the standard for us right now. Even if we win the FA Cup, it's going to be a mediocre season. Um, so this is the absolute bare minimum for us. I don't really care where we finish in the table this season. We were in the bottom half of the table for a, a few game weeks this season, and we were not playing well for almost all of the season. We had Unai Emery for half of our season, which is half more than where we should have had him. We should have fired him during that final, like you said, after he lost 4-1 against Chelsea in that final. And I think that getting Arteta in has been good for us, but it hasn't been the end-all be-all this season. And we're going to see who we sign this summer, but it's been a slow improvement, and you can see it during the Liverpool and the City game. So we had improvement on our back line, but our offensively, we haven't been able to figure it out yet, so... Well, the thing I actually, I'm actually ashamed of myself that I didn't talk to you about after that great week you the guys had against Liverpool. The seven shots on target, Liverpool. Alex. That well, was the, the big thing. The, the thing I'm annoyed that I didn't talk to you about after that great week of beating Liverpool and Manchester City was that after the Manchester City game, Mikel Arteta said to the media about how if Arsenal are going to push on for the Champions League next season and look to seek what most Arsenal fans feel that they're entitled to, which is trophies and being involved in the uh, actual, you know, discussion of who's going to win the league every season. That's going to take some investment. And Arteta has been the first manager, I want to say in a while, to, to basically state that to the board that like, look, listen what I have achieved with these players. I saved our season from being an almost relegation season, which sounds ridiculous now, but back in November was yeah, not that ridiculous. Yeah, we awful. I agree. It, it, I that agree. was not that ridiculous. He no, saved that season. He brought you guys back within a grasp of Europa League through the, the Premier League places. I would even say a grasp of Champions League, but we lost to, to Brighton. That was like the big. If we didn't yeah, lose you, to Brighton, we would be in there right now with the Champions League places. So you, you could point to a number of results and be like, "That's what kept you out of Champions League contention." But you know, I would just say you, since the restart, we lost to Brighton. Losing to Man City was excusable, but losing to Brighton two one at home was completely unexcusable. And 
completely took us out of Champions League contention. But, but then you would have need to beat like Tottenham, which you couldn't do. Um, I think if we'd know. beaten Brighton, we would have gone on and beaten Tottenham. Uh, okay. But that's another sure, story. Sure that's, you do. I mean, you felt that way before you played Tottenham. Reality. So, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, Fuck what Jose I'm, Mourinho. What, what I'm trying to say is... He's a god. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, relative to where you guys started this season... Arteta has earned the right for the Arsenal executives to feel confident in him and to invest in him and the players that he deems worthy and uh, viable to come into his his team and and uh, compete and like actually achieve something. So Wenger seemingly was in charge of that himself, but never seemed to actually invest the money or be able to convince Kroenke to invest the money. Unai Emery seemed completely detached from that situation and felt like he was just going to work with whatever he had. But Arteta seems to have the balls now to be like, listen, I'm doing well with this shit storm that I have here that's not even gotten to the Champions League for the last couple of years. You guys better invest this summer, whenever the season ends, whatever whatever the off season looks like, you guys better invest, and we better be able to improve off of this because otherwise, this is all for naught. Because there are other teams around us that are improving, so it, it's good to spend a good ten minutes on Arsenal that we didn't need to. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, we probably didn't need to. We're fucking sad this season, so let's move on, Alex. Let's move on to this Manchester United-West Ham game. I watched a good portion of it. I was relatively pleased with the result until Chelsea came out and shat the bet against Liverpool. But uh, let's just stick with this United game. Uh, Manchester United hosted West Ham on Wednesday afternoon at uh, 1 p.m. here in the East Coast. Mikel Antonio scored a penalty just before halftime. And uh, Mason Greenwood scored early in the second half in the 51st minute. And... From there, things kind of petered out. United didn't have that inspirational of a performance. They switched back to their very attacking 4-2-3-1 formation with uh, Pogba and Greenwood and Martial and uh, uh, Fernandez and Rashford, all of those great attacking players on the field after resting a few of them for the FA Cup. And uh, they couldn't replicate the great attacking performances they've put out so far since the restart. So... Uh I was uh, kind of yeah. surprised that they didn't put out the same performance they did. I really thought they were going to win this game. West Ham really didn't have anything to play for. I no, think the no, point... They ended up having to because that point that they got basically... Well, no, it actually secured their safety. I was going to say, uh, it safety. secured their safety unless they lost their last two games like 7-0 or whatever. But, I mean, they were pretty much safe with that with their win that they got against Watford. But they really didn't have that much to play for. And for them to get a one-run result against um, Manchester United means that they, they're in good form right now. And um, well, well, now they're mathematically safe, so I don't know how to project are. that into the last game against Aston Villa. Well, okay, but so is Southampton, so is Newcastle, so is no, Brighton, no, so no, many of few, the other teams. A few weeks ago, that Aston Villa-West Ham game looked like a crunch, like relegation six-pointer. And now it's like West Ham are safe, they're fine, they don't care, they can play all the kids, and Aston Villa can just go win that if they try hard enough. So it's... Uh, Things can change like week they, to week. Like they did against us, which is... <laughs> they but, tried really hard and we didn't, so... But in any case, with uh, that draw with West Ham, Manchester United moved up to third place, as uh, we'll get to in a second. Chelsea lost their game at Anfield. So uh, going into the final week of the season... I think that's a, the first time United have been in third place this season, right? I don't know. I don't remember the league table back in September. I'm not I mean, sure. Chelsea has but, literally been in third but, or fourth place since Well, no, we've September. been in fourth. 
No, no, we've been in fourth since October, basically. And then like a couple weeks ago when Leicester started falling off, we jumped up to third for like a week or two. So we've I been don't in think United has been up the there, though, at any point. They, they haven't. And they're up there now in uh, third place on 63 points, right. level with Chelsea on 63 points. Also, but I, just wanna say, I just want to say in previous seasons, it usually was around 70 points. So you needed to get top four. It's kind of absurd Not this year. right now. Yeah, it's fucking sad. Liverpool this have sucked up all the points. <laughs> but Leicester are sitting literally a point behind Chelsea and Man- Manchester United. They're in fifth place on 62 points while we both sit on 63. And uh, I have to admit, Chelsea, we're like unimaginably far behind both teams in terms of uh, goal difference. They're both on 28 and we're on uh, plus 13. So uh, our goal difference is nowhere near any of them, uh, but we will have to face uh, sixth place Wolves uh, on the last game, while Manchester United and Leicester will have to duke it out for uh, their own right to be in the Champions League. So getting off that Manchester United-West Ham game, uh, Liverpool and Chelsea met on Wednesday evening for a huge game in Liverpool's history. It was the game that they lifted the Premier League trophy in. Uh, They ran out 5-3 winners against Chelsea. I was... I was upset about this game the evening it happened, but the next morning as I consumed... Money fucking dove. Let's admit it. As soon as I consumed... Money dove, Trent, that free kick. Javier, Javier, give me a minute here. As soon as I consumed more and more information about the game, more and more information in terms of the statistics and advanced stats of the game, it just was reflected to me that... We basically got like very, very unlucky to lose that game. Like in most other cases, the as well as we played, we could have drawn that game. I'm not saying we could have won. Liverpool were the better side. In the end, they ended up deserving to win because they took their chances early on as early as possible and we did not. But if we had been like a, just a little bit luckier, maybe we could have nipped out with a draw because... Uh, Why didn't Callum and Pulisic start? That's all I want to say. Well, no. I mean, well, Pulisic, I feel like we can make a case to say, why did he not start? But I actually feel like the more more realistic argument to have is why at halftime, when you're 3-1 down, and the, th- the first three goals, all three of them are not like a result of like a systematic failure at the back. They're just three individual errors that end up being taken advantage of by three great efforts. The Nabi to goal for the first one, taking advantage of Willie and giving it away. The Alexander Arnold free kick, taking advantage of the Mane dive uh, that uh, was given just outside the box from a perfect Kovacic tackle. Like, this isn't up to debate. I'll talk to Andrew about it if he wants, but it's not up to debate. Mane Dove, uh, Alexander-Arnold got a free kick from it, and they went up 2-0 from it. That's that's just what happened. Three you see the down. rant that Lampard made? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was on the sideline. Like, Fuck he was on the, you, motherfucker. No, no, no. Like, he was on the sideline telling Jurgen Klopp, that's not a foul. Fuck off. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And, like... That was before Trent buried the free kick, so Liverpool fans can walk away from that feeling like, oh, we won that, so fine, go for it. If that was make that that's what makes you feel good. But then the third goal was just just poor set piece defending on our part that ended up with a great finish by Wijnaldum. So it's 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 three individual mistakes on our part just before the half 
and we get a goal back at halftime. Why are you waiting to go down 4-1 to the Firmino header early in the second half to bring on that trio of uh, Tammy Abraham, Christian Pulisic, and Calum Hudson-Odoi? Because as soon as those three came on in the 3-4-3 formation, they were absolutely unstoppable. No one could no one could do anything against any of them, especially Pulisic. Pulisic the thing I want sets to take up the from first Tammy. Is- cool. I really yeah. like the five substitutes because you couldn't do a move like this if you weren't if you didn't have five subs because he was able to make a big change to the team three players in when it was four three I thought oh shit I need to watch this game right now because I wasn't watching at that point and I said you really I need to watch this game I know su- I should have well I, okay I didn't think we could win as soon as we went down three one when it got to halftime. I think I, I think I even tweeted out. I was saying like, if we bring on Pulisic, just Pulisic at halftime. I don't re- even really care who it's for. We can stay in the three four three. The three four three hasn't been the reason that we're behind right now. It's from just individual dumbass mistakes. If we stay in this formation, we bring Pulisic on. He is aggressive and direct enough that he can make something happen. And that ended up being the case. Uh, maybe not just because of him, because we yeah, also brought on Tammy. Well, because we also brought on Tammy, who he set up for the first goal to make it four-two, uh, uh, and then he scored the goal to make it four-three from a Tammy assist. So those two especially worked well together. While Hudson Odoi played pretty well himself, but the goal that really put the nail in the coffin was the five the five-three goal, the goal that Oxley Chamberlain scores that. Aspilicueta and Jorginho both have the opportunity to just take the player down for a yellow card and neither of them do it. And you're just thinking at that point, like our experienced players aren't making the right decisions in in crunch moments like this. So, so how can I fault like Frank Lampard or any of the young players for the results of this season when we've seen time after time our most experienced and talented players are just making poor decisions when we need them to, to, to not do that. Like it's, it's understandable if the youth players do that, but for Jorginho to not take down Andrew Robertson, it's just, it's just dumb. He plays a perfect ball in and Oxley Chamberlain finishes it off. It's just like, 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 like what are you doing out there? Just take the yellow card, take the red card. Just sell I don't care. Just, you know, just you keep us in the game. Because right now. Up until we went down five, three, the momentum was fully on our side. I was fully, I was fully in the moment of, oh my god, we could pull off another Ajax, another four-one comeback. I, f- I felt that way. I-, I thought we could do it, but it didn't come to pass. So instead, we go to Wolves at home on uh, Sunday. I'm, we still just need a point from that game to clinch Champions League qualification. I think we can do it. It's going to be tough, and I'm not going to be comfortable at any point, but. It has to be done. Did you get to watch any of the uh, Liverpool-Chelsea game? No, I watched most of the game, um, especially the second half. I thought Chelsea were impressive in the second half, but at the same time, you could tell that Liverpool weren't... I mean, they weren't at their full best. Liverpool have conceded three goals against a team this season. and um, I'm pretty sure West Ham did it, didn't they? I was about to say, other than West Ham, they've only done it once this season, and they've been very, very good at the back, and... You could tell they weren't 100% focused at the back. And, I mean, while Chelsea's changes were really good, I, th- I-, I thought Pool 6 sort of started. I thought that um, 
I did too, just for the record. Right. I thought, I we, thought, should William, have, I thought we should I have gone away from that 3 4 3. As much as I've been supportive of William in this pod, he's been pretty awful the last few games. I don't know if it's because. Because we've just been running him, him into the ground. Because it's right. the last. I don't know like, if he hasn't, he hasn't gotten last, a rest or like what. nine or ten games that he'll ever play for the club. Um, so Frank has just told him you're playing every game. <laughs> but I thought William's been pretty awful, and I thought maybe Kyle Hudson Madoy should have gotten a start in this game. But I was really impressed with you guys coming back to 4-3. Um, I really thought you guys could even make it 4-4. Um, Chelsea had some chances, and, and it, I don't know. I was very impressed with you guys. 4-4, four, four, was, it was very much in the cards until that think, fifth goal goes think, in in the 84th minute. I honestly think that you deserve Champions League this year, um, but especially because you've been in the top four since October. And it would be really crazy if Leicester and United ended up being the two Champions League teams this year. So I really well, hope that you well, guys show well, that in the that. last day. I mean, let's get started on that. Uh, Leicester City and Manchester United will face each other on the last day of the season. All games uh, for the last match week will take place Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time in the United States. Leicester City, Manchester United is a battle of third place Manchester United versus fifth place Leicester with a point between the two of them. Uh, they are level on goal difference. If Manchester United draw or win the game, they are qualified for Champions League. If they uh, lose the game, I think they would need Wolves to beat Chelsea for them to be uh, through. Manchester United, that is. Um, There's a whole bunch of different scenarios because Chelsea, who are in fourth place, are facing Wolves in sixth place, who are not eligible and will not be able to qualify for Champions League, but yet have Tottenham just behind them. Uh, like a point away from them in terms of Europa League qualification. And whichever team finishes in sixth or seventh, uh, the seventh place team will be looking at that FA Cup game next weekend uh, between Chelsea and Arsenal to see if Arsenal could... I mean, if Chelsea win that, then the Europa so, League... Then wait, the team that's so sixth and sixth place... if actually draw with Ban United and Chelsea lose against Wolves then they would actually finish in fourth place because they have a vastly yes. superior goal difference than you. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so really, but again, Chelsea these games one point. Chelsea exactly. need one point but, more than but anything. To be fair, Chelsea, we knew that after Manchester United drew with West Ham, we knew we needed one point from the last two games to qualify for Champions League. I was hoping for that point to come against Liverpool and we would get to uh, take a little bit of, of a rest this weekend, but uh, that's not going to happen. So... Uh, we'll get to that game in a second, but let's look at the exact matchup between Leicester City and Manchester United. Who do you think comes up comes out on top in this game, or do you think it's just way too open depending on how the other games go? It's impressive that United have actually caught up to Leicester in their goal difference. I think based on form, you got to give the edge to Manchester United because... Um, even though they didn't do well in their FA Cup game, they drew with West Ham. They've been really good lately, and they've been a little bit... I've, I can feel like I feel that they haven't rotated almost at all. Um, I know Brendan Williams got in over Luke Shaw in the last couple of games. I think Luke Shaw had an injury. But United haven't not rotated their front line very much at all. They haven't rotated their midfield. I know Papa got to rest one of those games. But you got to think that all of those players are going to start in this game. And Leicester have a lot of injuries. Um, James Madison's out for this game. Chilwell's out for this game. Is Maguire? Uh, or sorry, Maguire's not it, but Johnny Evans and Sanchez out. 
I believe. I, I can is, tell he, you, is he back for I, this game after the red I, card? I can I tell know. you. I can tell you the players who are one hundred percent out from injury: Ricardo Pereira, Amarte, Christian Fuchs, uh, Soyongshu is out for uh, sending off. Chilwell, Madison, and Albrighton. They're all out. So that's a pretty uh, depressing list for me because that, uh, almost that back all of those three, players could start for uh for last year well, so. Well, that back 3 of Morgan, Evans, and Bennett is going to probably have to continue and they're going to have to be super defensive and just hope for a Manchester United mistake. Where like I, I feel like these are the kinds of games where like I feel like it should go in Leicester's favor, but after that Tottenham game last weekend where you feel like they should have sat back a bit more and soaked up some more pressure because of those injuries, but they didn't. They they pushed on with their their, their possession style. I'm not sure whether to favor Leicester or Manchester United, but I know that as a Chelsea fan, I'll be thinking just 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 you know just beat them just just go out and beat Leicester one or two nil and you know Chelsea we're in at that point like I, it doesn't matter at that point I'm rooting for Manchester United uh, for this weekend I think they'll pull it off I think they will because there's there's too much out of their hands that they have to focus on just getting the win and securing their Champions League place I honestly think they will as well I think it'll be like a 2-1 win for United or maybe even 3-2 something like that um I don't see Leicester's uh, Jamie Vardy losing the golden boot. He has 23 goals. Second close to him is Danny Ings with 21, Aubameyang with 20, Sterling with 19. Do you see anybody else? Salah also with 19. Do you see anyone else this weekend catching up to him? The only player I give a remote chance to outside of Vardy and Ings is, I mean, it has to be Aubameyang. Just because you're facing Watford, like Watford could just absolutely capitulate, and Aubameyang scores four, and he's one ahead of Vardy. Like I'm not saying it's going to happen. He hasn't but, scored four in a game yet for us, so I think at most he get three and share the. But he is boot. capable of that against he teams is like Watford. Fuck the Watfords. I hope right. they it, get relegated. In a meaningless game like is. this, he's capable of that, right? He is, but Watford will be absolutely fighting for their lives. So I think Watford realized if they get one point, they have a very decent chance of staying up because that Villa-Everton game, I mean, it's going to be hard to see Villa actually getting a full win from that, but I could see a draw. Well, Javier, and you forget that Javi, uh, that Arsenal have no cojones and uh, Troy Deeney will be telling his, I, I his players in the well. game. Like Arsenal have no cojones. Let's go out there. We're and gonna beat fuck them. those motherfuckers up and relegate them. I hope you do. I really, I really hope you do. Um, That's why we lost to Villa, Alex, because we wanted. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about that game now. Fuck it, because yeah. I was going to talk about Chelsea Wolves, but you know we're on Arsenal Watford instead. Watford obviously are level on points with uh, Aston Villa, but they need They're to all at the same uh, time. Win so this, fuck it, right? They need to win this Arsenal game, and they need to hope that. Basically, the Aston Villa don't match that result because if if both Aston Villa and Watford lose, then that leaves the door open slightly, ever so slightly, for Bournemouth to sneak in and beat Everton. So uh, the the main relegation battle is going on between Watford playing Arsenal and West Ham hosting Aston Villa, where you know Villa and Watford are the two teams trying to stay up, both level on points, three points ahead of Bournemouth going up to uh, Everton to play them. 
uh, still slightly in it. I could not dream of predicting any of those games because, you know, like we just said, Arsenal, really nothing to play for. They're their whole Europa League chances like hinge on them beating Chelsea in the FA Cup final, but like you'll hope that they just play well to try to keep momentum going into that that FA Cup final. And let's move down and touch on the West Ham Aston Villa game real quick. I actually think Aston Villa are one hundred percent built to go and actually beat West Ham. The only thing that makes me hesitant is that every time I pick a shit team to go and surprise West Ham, West Ham just beat them like. 3-0. Like, West Ham always fucked me in say, these games. I was going to say, didn't West Ham... I mean, I guess both West Ham and Villa both spent a lot of money. West Ham went and bought Haller for $40 million. Aston Villa went and bought... Um, who's that Brazilian striker they got who's Wesley. been injured for the rest of... Well, yeah, Wesley for another $40 million. They bought um, several other players. West, I believe Villa were in the top three spenders of the Premier League in this last season. So for them to get relegated would be a tragedy. What, um, like Fulham? Right, like Fulham, exactly. And I happen to like Aston Villa. I think that they're a good club. They also have a stadium of, I think, forty-eight or 47,000 people. It's a historic stadium. Villa Park deserves to be in the Premier League. Um, we know that, but at this point, I feel like West Ham are such assholes that even though now that they're like safe from relegation... They could just go They're out there. And, they could just go They're out there. Seventeenth and get a good no, relegated no. very easily. No, West Ham. They are oh, West in, Ham. Yes. Yeah, West Ham are safe. They, they mathematically, have a sixty thousand person stadium now. West Ham Olympic mathematically secured huge. their safety last week with the draw against Man United. So this game that looked like it was going to be such a relegation six pointer a few weeks ago is now all, all of a sudden like, which West Ham is going to show up? Are they just going to lie down and let Villa? Uh, dominate the game because they're the only one that means anything to. You have to or, are look at gonna... teams like Southampton, like Newcastle. Yeah, but West Ham, Brighton. Is, that's my point. West Ham, like, there's no predicting them. They could come out and they could beat Villa right. like two you nil or three nil, or they could lie down and lose three or four nil, and Villa are safe. Like, it, it's 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 so crazy to even try to predict a West Ham game. That like, I would just say, if you're a betting person, stay the fuck away from them. Maybe bet on like one of these three teams of Watford, Villa, and Bournemouth to stay up. Maybe if you're feeling really ballsy, bet Watford because Javier, no offense. This isn't any offense to you. I'm just trying to pick the team that has like a bad a bad shot, but at the same time still a realistic shot. Watford could still beat Arsenal and with an Aston Villa draw against West Ham, Watford are safe. So you know that's very much still in the in the cards. If you can get a bet like that, that's like Watford to stay up, then go ahead and take that and leave the results as is. Bet the overall outcome. But let's move on to the like the actual, other than the Leicester City Manchester United game, the really really big game of the weekend, Sunday 11 a.m. same time as every other game. Chelsea hosting Wolves. I'm just gonna say right now, if uh, we lose to Wolves. And uh, we don't get Champions League qualification this season. Didn't you We're, dominate them earlier this season? I feel like you did. We, we did, but they didn't have Willy Bowley. They didn't have Jimenez. I'm pretty sure they didn't have a lot of their first team players. Ooh, we, okay. we, we, we beat them 5-2. Uh, and it was like the sixth or seventh week of the season. It was very early. It was Tammy's first hat trick for Chelsea. 
Um, yeah, you know, he, he has a good record against Wolves. He uh, skinned Cody. Oh, yeah, he scored a hat-trick against Wolves and then another hat-trick against Sheffield. Well, no, 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 he scored two against Norwich, two against Sheffield, and then the third right. uh, the third week he scored a hat-trick against Wolves. So uh, Right, and then he's had like two goals since then, so Tammy Trash. No, that's not, that's not entirely true. I'm not going to go through the exact exact stats now, but he has about 16 goals in the Premier League, which is a pretty good stat for uh, yeah. for us. I can take Tell that. You know, for a 23-year-old striker, I'll take that. But we're going to play Wolves. I'm very worried about this game because they're obviously so well set up to just, you know, take advantage of all of our uh, weaknesses. But at the same time, I still feel like if we can match up with their uh, 3-5-2 or their 3-4-3, uh, with the players that we have, we can kind of neutralize a lot of the uh, build-up advantages that they have, They or overload advantages that they try to create. Yeah, I, I think we can definitely achieve at least a, a draw out of this game, which is, at the end of the day, that's all we need. I really don't care. You know, it, it, may be, it won't be great for my heart health, but I'll take it. You know, I, I'll take Champions League qualification, whether it t- comes in third place or fourth place. I really don't care. Get Just qualify for the Champions League. And just get to the FA Cup final and win some trophies. And let's just get this season over so with. Because it's been a crazy they, one. Um, I mean, they're very like finishing either 6th or 7th this year. If they, They're playing for that 6th spot, which will guarantee Europa. 7th spot does not guarantee Europa. Because if Arsenal win the Europa League, or sorry, the FA Cup final, they get Europa League, but they take away that 7th spot. Um, Europa yeah, it, League. It's my main concern about this game. Like... I hope Wolves actually have the uh, the approach of trying to win the game because if they open those themselves up and they're looking to you know win one nil try to try to get out of there with three points just to make sure they aren't in contention for losing Europa League with that FA Cup result just to make sure they have that at least like secured if they open up to try to achieve that then you know. That only favors us. But if they sit deep and look for the draw and uh, Tottenham end up winning at Newcastle, who are, whoever they're playing, uh, Crystal Palace. If Tottenham end up winning at Crystal Palace and Wolves draw, then that means nothing to Wolves. You know, Now all of a sudden they're looking ahead to the FA Cup final thinking, holy shit, I hope Chelsea win. You know, So it, it's, a really, it's a really tough situation to predict like how each team or each manager is going to try and play it. But you think both teams are going to go for the win uh, or Chelsea will go for at least the draw just to secure Champions League. I'm going to be confident. I'm just going to say we're going to do it. I, I trust us. I trust us enough to get a draw at home against Wolves on the last day of the season to uh, secure Champions League. And I'll stick with that. Yeah, I mean, you guys are at home. I'm going to say... Especially after you got that five two result against them, that was so long it's gonna ago. Be, it was so long I know, ago, though. I'm gonna say it's gonna be like two one Chelsea. I don't think it's gonna be anything like a blowout or anything, but I feel like Chelsea, after being in top four since October, you guys deserve to get top four. If you in somehow it ends up being Leicester Man United, that would be pretty incredible to me. I don't think France should get fired. But I feel like you guys would come out with a vengeance in, in the no FA Cup situation final. unless we lose like three or four nil to Arsenal in the FA Cup final. Will Frank be fired? Like, that's not going to happen. Even if we finish in Europa League places, we still have the uh, Werner and CX signings wrapped up. And uh, reportedly, Kai Havertz doesn't really care about whether we're in Champions League or not. But we know we won't know until that's uh, finalized. So. 
Frank is going to be the manager next year, which is the one constant that I'm like happy about. But after the position he initially got us into, it would be heartbreaking to lose Champions League qualification at this point on the last day of the season. So we just have to right. get it done, whatever means necessary. Um, so just to wrap up, a couple more games going to be uh, taking place on the last day. They will most likely be uh, available to watch on NBC's new streaming platform, Peacock, here in the States. Uh, Everton Bournemouth uh, is a huge game in the relegation places if you're interested in that Uh, Crystal Palace Tottenham Manchester City will host Norwich City Uh, Newcastle will host Liverpool Southampton will host Sheffield United and Burnley will host Brighton so um, all those games are Still available to nil, watch nil. if you want to have that's going to be a nil, nil, guys. Yeah, Burnley Brighton is probably the most likely to end up nil nil if you're interested in fantasy and want to take advantage of that. But um, uh, the rest of the games, uh, or at least a little less than half of the games, are going to be very competitive, very interesting with repercussions up and down from the top of the table to the bottom of the table. So I'm super excited for this weekend, and I, I just wish it was somewhat possible to intersperse these games a little bit more over a period of time without each other finding out the results of the other. But I guess it's impossible. So uh, they're all going to take place at Sunday it's always at 11 like a.m. Every year, always at the same time. I think it's just to make, make sure yeah. there's no collusion, quote-unquote, you know. Yeah. So instead, we'll have to enjoy just all of them lumped into one uh, tiny window starting Which at 11 a.m. Which two are you going to watch, Alex? Obviously, Chester. Chelsea Wolves. Are you going to watch the United game? I'm going to have to. It's going to have to be right. Chelsea Wolves and uh, Leicester City. I'll be Manchester watching United. the Arsenal game and probably the United game. Ooh, all the Chelsea game. I don't know. Those that it, I'm going to be in between those two. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep you in. T- uh, I'll keep you up to date. You know, if it, if either one of those games is closer than the other, then you'll watch that one. So. Until next time, Javier. Uh, you can follow us on social media at JavierRev9 at aosmos92 at Andrew Passaro and of course at Pod on Instagram or Twitter until next time bye